We're going to uh, go to the word of the Lord today, Proverbs chapter 14. I'm going to read to you one verse there. This verse is actually, uh, the wise man actually quotes the exact same verse on two occasions in Proverbs 14 and 16. But today we're going to draw our text from Proverbs 14 and verse number 12. They are word for word verbatim. But I want you to go with me to 14 and 12 of Proverbs, if you would. And if you found it, say amen. The scripture says this. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Let's read that again. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. This is so powerful. There is a way. There is a way that seems right. But the end of that way is death. I'm going to preach to you this morning. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I feel like I'm on a mission this morning. I have felt such desperation would be one of the mildest words that I could use in my spirit over the last several weeks. It's as though when I close my eyes in prayer, I can hear the sound of a clock ticking. Time is ticking away. It's ticking quickly. It's like with every beat of the heart. We are that much closer to the coming of the Lord. Our world that we live in right now is different than what we have ever known before because in this generation we have never seen quite the move in the direction of the Antichrist agenda as we see right now as it is being exposed. Now, John, the beloved, said when he was writing his general epistles, he said that the spirit of Antichrist was in the earth and now worketh. So that, that was nearly 2,000 years ago, not to be exact, but it was nearly 2,000 years ago. So the spirit of Antichrist has been working in the earth. And the agenda of the Antichrist spirit has never ceased to work in the earth. But there is a power in knowing that if the agenda of the Antichrist spirit in the earth was not attractive... It would never seem right to anybody. Something has to make it appealing or it wouldn't seem right. And that's why as we read the end time eschatology chapter as Jesus goes into the signs of the end time in chapter 24 and he starts dealing with all of the signs of the end time, he He deals with such powerful things as wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and diverse places and pestilence, which we are now more familiar with in our generation than we have been for a hundred years. Pestilence in the earth. And all of these things are there. But Jesus mentioned specifically on three occasions in the narrative that a spirit of deception would be working among the people in the end time. So I say to you today that there is a way. That seems right to a man. But the only way that it'll seem right to a man is by a spirit of deception. If it didn't feel good to somebody, then nobody would walk the path. 
Now, I'm not going to make you snore in Greek and dream in Hebrew, but when you get into the original language of this verse, which is in chapter 14 and 16, as I stated previously, it's amazing. It said, there is a way which seemeth right to a man. That word right means straight. There's a way that seems like the road looks like it's straight. It looks like it's straight and narrow. But this is only because vision has been obfuscated. The spirit of deception that's in the earth and working over time right now is because uh, the Lord, I believe, is coming back soon. His return is imminent and the enemy is doing everything that he can to attract people to the way. There is a way. And the enemy is working overtime to bring you into the way. And some of you came in here today already in the way. You're in the way that seems right to you. But you're not really sure that if the Lord came today, that the way you're in would be the way to heaven. And if that's the state you're in today, I've come to preach to you to tell you, it's time to get out of the way. I'm going to preach some things in here that are going to make you uncomfortable. And I'll probably get a cute little tag from Zuckerberg on our Facebook. But I'm going to tell you the truth. You can see the Antichrist agenda lining up like we have never seen before. It is the way. It's as powerful as I've ever seen in my life. I used to sit around and wonder how in the world would people be so stupid. When I would think eschatology, how would people be so stupid to line up and take the mark of the beast? It'll never happen. They'll never convince people to take the mark of the beast. But I want to tell you that just north of here in the past week, we have seen exactly how the mark of the beast is going to come into alignment with the financial situation that's going on just north of us. I'm going to tell you, with Parliament against, I told my wife, which you, if you don't know, my wife was born Canadian. Her mother was Canadian. My wife has dual citizenship. And I told her, I said, in the last few weeks, I have seen more Canadian Parliament than I've ever seen in my life. I know more about what's going on in Canada than I do in D.C. It's a lot more exciting. And I want to tell you this. With Parliament against it. With the stroke of executive privilege in a pen. One emergency order was declared, literally, without any backing from parliament. One man said, boom, I'm going to sign it. And they, then when it came time to debate uh, over the weekend on Friday night, when it was time to debate, they dismissed parliament. They sat at parliament on 9-11. They sat in parliament the day that an active shooter came into parliament in Canada in Ottawa and and began to shoot and they cleared out only after the shooter was there and then the very next day they said to show Canada that we're still open for business the morning after there was an active shooter in parliament they were sitting in parliament and the only time that they have canceled in the last several several years was when it came time to debate executive order And here's what the executive order did. The executive order said we can stop 
any payment to any private banking that we want to any account of anybody that's here. It doesn't matter who it is. If we don't like it, if we want to arrest them, we can stop payment money going in and money going out of their bank account. And I, I used to say, Lord, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how in the world because people have invested so much of their attention into their self-worth and their, their, their money and how much it, oh, well, you know, my self-worth, I got enough in my account right now that I could outlive the Antichrist if that happen what are you going to do when by the signing of a pen you can't even access that money oh pastor you need to look a little bit deeper i'm sure that's not what it is i dare you to go home today and just start looking by the stroke of the pen all they had to do is say if we don't want you touching your money you're not going to touch your money i don't care if you're behind what's going on up there or if you've paid any attention i'm exposing the spirit that's behind it right now the enemy wants you to believe that you've got plenty of time and you can walk in any way that you want to walk in but i'm calling you today to get out out of the way and come find the way how does it happen it happens so easy who in the world is going to stop it and that's what I love that's what I love watching right now not that it's not that it's a pleasure but I love watching it because I get so full of anticipation at the coming of the Lord there's coming a time you listen to me we've seen history repeat itself time after time there's coming a time right now that it doesn't matter what people stay, say as constituents or citizens of any nation or any country whenever that the Lord says it's time and it's time for him to take over you listen to what I'm telling you you better be sure that you've walked in this way and not that way because <laughs> there is a way that looks all right it feels good it looks like it's the right way it costs a little bit less and you don't have to worry about living holy and you don't have to worry about living separate it feels alright because I still feel like my conscience has been cleaned and I still feel like I've done it in Jesus name but the end of that way is death it's the dumbing down of Christianity as we have seen it you listen, you listen to me we have seen it time after time after time after time. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. That early martyrs were not killed because they believed in Jesus. Ultimately, that's why. We understand that. But that was not what they were charged with. They were charged with crimes of hatred against humanity. This morning, I was listening to a little short news clip about uh, in, in the Scandic nation in, in uh, Finland there's a, a woman who I don't fully understand exactly how their government but the, the, the best way I could explain it to you she'd be like a, a like a United States senator or congressman for us in Finland and for, for uh, recent months she considers herself to be a Christian and uh, she had written in some article somewhere quoting Romans chapter 1 about the ways of homosexuality and because of that now listen to me very closely what I'm saying to you right now you can go read it she she quoted scripture in this deal on Romans 1 she quoted the ways of homosexuality quoted the Apostle Paul 
And she quoted the, the end thereof. And you can walk through Romans 1. You know what I'm saying. She got to the end of it. The end, the end of these people and those who take pleasure in them. And so she quoted it. And so now they, they have her on trial. They have brought her before their court. But they are not just trying her on what she said in this. They've gone back over the last 20 years. Of everything she has said that's anti that agenda. And she is not on trial for just what she just said. She's on trial for what she has said. You know what I see coming with that? You can say whatever you want to. I believe, I believe, I believe with all my heart that that's the reason they've been watching and they've, they've been pushing so hard to get churches online and get our services transcribed. You just watch on, on your phone. I don't know if I can pull it up quick or not. I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you. You ain't going to be able to see from where you're at. I'm going to show you what's happening right here. Watch this. It's so weird. Watch. I'm going to turn my audio all the way down. And just as fast as I'm talking to you, it's typing out verbatim what I'm saying right now. So weird, watch, I'm going to turn down my audio all the way down. Just as fast as I'm talking to you, it's typing out verbatim. I just read the screen to you. Listen, we're not, we're not going to be persecuted because we dress up cute and go to church. We're going to be persecuted because we take a stand for righteousness. It is still righteousness that exalts a nation. But the apostle warned us there's coming a time that men are going to call good evil and evil good. And we are going to be persecuted for righteousness because righteousness will be said that it is hatred. He never said that it would be cheap. But I can guarantee you it's going to be worth it. There is a way that seemeth right to a man. And if that's the way you're in today, it's time to get out of the way. It's time to get out of the way. There's been some people that's been in the way, in the, the, the way, the old highway of holiness. That's what scripture said. There is a way and it's called a highway of holiness. And they've left the highway of holiness and they found the way that seemeth right. Mm. I'm going to tell you folks, I want you to hear your pastor good. I believe in calling a dream a dream. If it's a dream, then it's, you know, whatever. Sometimes you, I guess they say pizza makes a difference. I don't know. We used to talk about that when I was a kid. They'd say you have pizza dreams. You, know, you eat too much pizza and your dreams are weird. Or if you ever take melatonin, my mom, it doesn't affect me. My mom says melatonin gives her crazy dreams. I'm like, I can do it on water, you know. <laughs> the other day, I woke up from a dream that was so real. And I'm not going to take time to tell you the whole thing. Matter of fact, the, the further along I go, it feels, feels vague to me. But it was so real when I woke up. I, I was laying in the spot in bed that I, that I sleep on the right side of the bed because that's 
where my wife says I can sleep with power and authority on the right side. I'm just playing. I sleep on the right side of the bed, and in this dream, I was there. And I heard this voice in my living room. It was in my house. It was normal. And I heard this voice, and I knew that the voice was the voice of the Lord. And I got up, and when, when, I, when I woke up, I was still dreaming. But in my dream, when I woke up and, and I walked into the living room, I knew it was the voice of the Lord. And I knew for some reason in that dream that the Lord was coming. I knew the Lord was coming. I knew in that moment I was dreaming about the coming of the Lord. And I walked into the living room, and the Lord was standing in the front door of my house, uh, and the door was open. He was inside my house, standing there waiting on me, looking, and he was like looking at me saying, get your family, let's go, let's go. So I'm like, wow, I woke up, and I'm like, man, we must be close to the coming of the Lord. I could feel that. It wasn't scary. It wasn't like you're about to die. It was like, you get this house ready, because I'm about to come, and we got to go. Come on. Get it ready and let's go. I could feel that desperation in the dream. And I came in the other night. I don't remember who it was. I was standing in the office and some people had came in after church. And they started, I heard somebody say they had a dream that week about the coming of the Lord. Was there, who was it? Graceland had a dream about the coming of the Lord. When I had a dream about the coming of the Lord. Is there anybody in here? I'm just asking. This is not a trick question. Don't lie on God. Anybody in here dreamed about the coming of the Lord in recent, recent weeks? Anybody? Sister Haney, I'm telling you, God's getting his church ready. You write this down when I tell you this. Some of you are going to start dreaming things, and things are going to become more real to you. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong standing right here, I'm about to fall over. God is getting his church ready. And I'm going to pass you for just a minute. You know I'm not being ugly, but I'm going to tell you something today in the Holy Ghost. We don't have time to walk around here and play patty cake. We don't have time to come in here and be cute. We don't have time to walk around here and try to make these cute little L. You know, we got plenty. We don't have plenty of time. If you're in the way that seems right, but it's not right, it's time to get out of that way and come get in the way. My number one priority is not how much money I'm going to make or how good my retirement's going to look. I want to be ready for the coming of the Lord. I'm telling y'all today, you listen to pastor, hear my heart today. I'd rather go to heaven broke. And I don't believe you have to. I believe you can take care of yourself. But I'd rather go to heaven broke than I would to be lost and go to hell rich. There ain't nothing. I know it's been a while since I said it, but I still believe it. I ain't going to hell for nobody. And I ain't going to hell for nothing. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to prioritize my life and get out of the way that seems right and be sure I'm in the way that I know is right. I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. Every time I can be in the house of the Lord, I'm going to be with the people of God. I sat at a table Friday night. We were at a conference at Brother Jordan's church. That Brother Jordan that just did our uh, marriage retreat and we were sitting at the table and there, there were some guys sitting there a district secretary was sitting there some men and they started talking about uh wyc winter youth convention we went to in fort wayne they started talking about everybody that went home and got got sick you know everybody went home with colds everybody at the table were like yeah it was like 
four, five, six days, people had colds. We were back in church the next week, and they, they were going on, yeah, man, it was crazy. It was like people went to the conference, and they got sick. And so I finally just spoke up, and I said, I want to tell you something, brethren. I wouldn't change a thing. I said, I ain't going to stop going. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to stop being together with God's people. And I love that. I started listening to the men sitting at the table. They said, we'll never shut down again. It's not go- We're not going to let them tell us when we can and cannot have church. I said, thank God for some men that are walking the same boat. We're reaching for everybody that's in the way. And we're trying to get them over here. Get out of the way. That seems right. And come to the way. Get out of the way. I said at home this morning, there's a small window of time on Sunday mornings that I'm by myself. My wife and my girls, they leave. Usually they ride together. My girls come if they're working cafe or whatever. Anyway, it's a small window of time that I'm by myself. And, and I was sitting there in the quiet of the house with my best friend, Bobo. I was sitting there with Bobo. And I started thinking about people that God has given me the opportunity over the last several months has opened effectual doors of witness. Brother Horner, you and I talked about it the other night. God's just, there's hungry people, so many hungry people right now. And I started thinking about some of the precious people that we've been able to rightly divide the word of truth with. And I'm just sitting there by myself. There was nobody else in the house but just me, me and Bobo. And... And I felt this thing come over me just as strong as, as I've ever felt it. That if I was in, in a way right now, if I was in a way that I felt traditionally was secured. But biblically, I still had questions as to whether or not it was right. How long would I continue to hold fast to the traditions over the scripture and risk missing the coming of the Lord. So I'm going to ask the people in here that are in apostolic church today. How many of you are holding on to traditions that you know in your heart right now? If the Lord came back right now, you may sit in church on Sunday morning, but if he come back between now and lunch, you know for sure, you're, you're like, I know for sure I was in the house of God, but I'm not for sure that I would make it. And then I'm going to ask you this, if that's really the way you feel, why in the world would you leave here before you knew you would? I hear people saying, oh, I'm desperate for God. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. Let me, let me paint you a picture of desperation. Let me paint you a picture of desperation. When your children that are your flesh and blood that you love deeply and do anything for, and you're, you're standing on the street corner, and your little four-year-old, three-year-old goes to step out in front of a school bus, Are you going to stand there and go, uh, uh, no, no, baby. I'm talking about within your reach. Come, come here, honey. Come here. No, baby, we don't, we don't play in the street. No, no, honey. 
I know what pastor said. But that's not really important. I've been so convicted this week by worldly people. Worldly people. There's a man that I, I listen to. He's got all kinds of books I listen to frequently. His name's Jordan Peterson. These guys are Jordan Peterson freaks. They love him. He's a very wise man as far as things of this world are concerned. Used to be, I guess, self-professed atheist. Has now seen the light of the scripture and whatever. He says some interesting things. But I was listening to him this week, and he was in an interview with someone, and they asked him, they said, Jordan, they said, so let me get this straight. They said, you don't, you don't listen at all. You don't listen at all. This guy was a professor at Harvard. He just left because he said they're too liberal. He said, you don't listen at all to any kind of news. He said, I haven't listened to news for years. He said, it distracts me from, from my purpose. I, I don't listen at all. He said, so let, let me ask it to you like this. He said, if I walk, now listen to me very closely. He said, if I walked in your house right now today, such and such news channel would not be on your TV. He said, I don't have a TV. He said, I have not had a television since 1985. The world is recognizing the distraction that preachers have been trying to tell you for years and years and years. But all, all they want to do is just run your life. No, we're tired of our children being babysat by witches and warlocks. We're tired of them dressing it up and calling it cute. It ain't cute. I don't care if you do put glasses on Harry Potter. It's still sorcery. I don't want my children being raised by Hollywood. There is a way. There is a way. There is a way. But the end thereof. <laughs> Jesus, help me today, God. Help me today. I'm not going to lie to you. I used to get frustrated with my daddy. He's... He's not watching right now. He's probably in church. So I'm going to talk about him. I used to get frustrated with my dad when I was a teenager. I loved sports. And I'd get frustrated with some of our platform guidelines that I didn't understand at that time. I said, Dad, that's just dumb. I don't get it. He'd say, son, I can't fully explain it to you. But now that I'm a man, I started, started putting some things together this week and listening to some men talk. They just started tracing money back and forth. When you look at Hollywood, they start announcing movie weekends, box office weekends. Listen, I just want you to do math with me. They start, they start doing math. Oh, this one grossed $31 million. And everybody's like, whoa, big deal. Listen, they, they'll pay one actor $100 million to do it. Where does the $100 million come from? You're $69 million short from opening weekend to what you paid one actor. And so now they're proving without be like I'm not I'm talking about beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Chinese government has been funding Hollywood for years working on people's minds desensitizing them guess who's been funding all the players in the NBA that have become so vocal and political anyone want to guess Oh, Pastor, you're just caught up in rhetoric. No, I'm caught up in the book of Revelation. Because there's a dragon and a bear in there that's it's about to be fierce. 
And I want to tell you that the dragon's been brainwashing people's minds and the bear is about to attack across the border in another little, another little country that used to be in the Soviet Union. They're both in the book. But the book of Revelation's not about the bear and it's not about the dragon. It's about the lamb that becomes a lion. And I want you to understand, there is a way, but it leads to the dragon. There is a way, and it leads to the bear. But there's also a way that will lead you to the Lamb of God. And he is, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. If you're in the way of the dragon, get out of the way. If you're in the way of the bear, get out of the way and come to the way of the cross. Uh, Pastor, you're crazy. It's all conspiracy. Hey, you sit around and call it whatever you want to, but when my feet leave the ground, you're going to watch. Revelation's never been about what the Antichrist does. Ever. It gives us light to see the way. We can see the way of the Antichrist. We can see clearly the things that he's going to do. But it is not the book of the revelation of the Antichrist. John said it's the book of revelation of Jesus Christ. If you're in the way that leads to the spirit of Antichrist, get out of the way and come on over to the way that leads to life everlasting. Uh, Does this scare you, Pastor? No. It fulfills scripture. But what it does tell me is stop playing games. We're there, man. If you got guts, I'm going to challenge you to go look at the Red Nation. You know what I'm talking about. Go look at the program they're doing right now. Right now with their soldiers. They have a small sect of soldiers, Brother Gray. A group. I don't remember the exact number. I read the article. That they are genetically modifying their DNA to make them superhuman powerful as an army. And I'm like, I think I read something in Revelation. About three million men. That are converging. And listen, listen. Act ignorant all you want to. This is really not about America. This is all coming down to that little patch of soil that everybody in the world wants. Man. It's rich. The scripture said with the the spoil, S-P-O-I-L-S. If you want to know what the spoil is, you can take the S-P off. It's the O-I-L-S. That's what it's all been about. It's rich with oil. It's a, land, it's a land that people don't understand. They look at it. You, you watch people and they, they say, we really don't understand because right here in the middle of all this desert area, there's just, just beautiful green land and it's fertile soil. And I'm, yeah, the Lord spoke to Abraham about that. The Lord told him it's going to flow with milk. God have mercy. And it's going to flow with honey. And I'm, I'm just telling you today, I, I'm, I'm concerned and I'm keeping track because I want to be aware of the signs of the times. 
But if Russia goes into Ukraine, there were shots fired yesterday. All right. I mean, I, hey, I'm praying. I don't want it to happen. God forbid. God help us. Whatever. But if Russia invades Ukraine, if China goes ahead and do, does what they're saying they're going to do, it, well, so be it. There's, it's not an accident that the, the, uh, the, the Olympics were just there and all these presidents and all these people were there and they got people from all over the world, leaders in China. You really think that's an accident? I'm telling you, there's plans that are coming together. But I've got a plan that supersedes their plan. It don't matter to me, and I'm not saying this to be disrespectful to anybody, but if they all turn each other's country into sandlots and parking lots, I'm going to tell you that my feet are going to walk on streets of gold. Be mindful of what's going on. Know what's happening in your world. That's all right. Pay attention. These are signs for a reason. But at the end of the day, you need to know that the signs are to point you off of that way and to lead you to the way. Uh, so uh, when are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He had some amazing responses. He was like, hey, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Philip said, mm, show me the Father. Ooh, he even got deep. He said, Lord, if you'll show him to it, like you'll satisfy him. Show us the father and it suffices that. Let, let us see. He said, how long have you walked with me? I've been with you for over three years, Philip. And you're going to say, show me the father. He said, Philip, there's a way that seemeth right to a man. But when you've seen me, there ain't nobody else in the world, Brother Kevin, that could claim that. He said, but when you've seen me, you have seen, you have seen the Father. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And it pleased the Father for in him all the fullness to dwell. Hey, I want to tell you, there is a way that seems right to a man. And then there is a way that's right. I'm, I'm quickly closing. Jesus' name. Do you get nervous, Pastor? No, I get excited. Are you worried? Maybe a little. I'd be lying if, if, if I didn't tell you as a daddy of three kids, Brother Justin. I, I get worried. I got babies. But that's why my babies need to know the way. And I want to tell you something. I want to speak to my kids. And if I got permission in your life to speak to your kids, let me tell you. That the way doesn't lead to the NBA. And the way doesn't lead to the NFL. The, the way leads to an altar of righteousness and holiness and godliness and separation. I'm, I'm finishing. I was, I was reading a story this week in the, uh, my brain's just as blank as a whiteboard. What's the UPC magazine? That? Pentecostal Life. Yeah. And there's a, uh, there was an article in there 
This pastor wrote about this young man. He said, I was out on evangelism, and I'm, I'm hurrying. I'm going to give you the short version. Long story short, Brother Jordan. You can explain to her what that means if you want to. You're welcome. If you weren't in class, you don't get it. Hmm. So he was telling this story. He said, I was on Saturday uh, evangelism. And he said, we walked up in this driveway, and there was this kid hunched over a guitar playing, you know. Has a little garage band. He said he had long hair. Like, and I, I think about that song, Mom, hair. Long, beautiful hair. He said he had that long hair hanging, hunched over. He said, he said he was hunched over his guitar. Well, he walked up there and talked to the kid that was hunched over his guitar playing. Started telling him about Jesus, telling him about the church. And he said he had a couple other siblings. And so they decided, yeah, we'll go with you. So the bus came, picked him up on Sunday. God did a work in their life. And, and, and the little rocker fell in love with Jesus and, and did okay. Got, got older and, uh, and fast forward. He said he got, got a little bit older and he got away from the Lord and he went in the military. Walked away from the church, got out of the way and went into the way that seemeth right. And he got involved in some high level. Man, I feel such a deep presence up here. He, he got into some high level stuff. He was based in Okinawa. And he got really high up in uh, like surveillance things. There was stuff and he, the pastor said... You know, we knew where he was. We knew that he was gone. He was dealing with some very sensitive stuff. He had high clearance levels and whatever. So we didn't, he said, we hardly ever heard from him. But he said, one day my phone rang and I answered the phone. And he said, it was, it was the rocker. It was him. And he said, pastor, uh, and I'm giving you the, not the verbatim version. He said, pastor, I can't talk long. He said, but I was in a meeting and he said, we were all in this room listening. He said, all, you know, all the high ups that had to be there were there. And he said, we were in this surveillance meeting. We were, we were translating different uh, speeches and things like that. Okay? You just let the Lord talk to you right now. Because he's going to do, do a work. And he said, we were in this meeting. And we were listening to other languages. And this happened to be his job in the military. And he said, we're trying to translate all this stuff. And he said, all of a sudden. He said, Pastor, I know I'm away from God. He said, I know I've walked away from God. He said, but pastor, the Holy Ghost came into that room. He said, I leaned my chair back against the wall. And he said, I, I couldn't stop it. He said, I opened up my mouth. And he said, I started speaking in other tongues. He said, everybody in the room stopped and started staring at me. He said, they all hit record on their recorders. And he said, they all started sliding them over in front of me. And he said, they sat there listening to me for forever. He said, they were recording. He said, I couldn't stop it. It was like a wellspring coming out of me. He said, I sat in that room with all these military dignitaries and upper crust. And he said, I was speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave me the utterance. And he said, Pastor... He said, they, they probed me and questioned me. He said, they took me in and they talked to me. They wanted to know how I knew that language. He said, to the best of their ability, he said, they got the best linguist they had. And he said, to the best of their ability, the only thing they could find is that I was fluently speaking in an old ancient Aramaic language that they don't know much about.
Do you know that your Jesus, your Messiah, your Christ, when he walked the earth, more than likely, he spoke fluent Aramaic and Greek and Hebrew. Can I tell you right now that that boy who had gotten out of the way got in a way that seemed right, but while he was in that way, the Holy Ghost visited him, and he said, I don't care if you're in Okinawa sitting among the upper crust of the military. I'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. He said, Pastor, I don't understand how I can be so far from God, but the Holy Ghost visit me. He said, son, let me tell you something. He said, God leaves a little pilot light on in the life of every single backslider that just any time they're ready to turn back to him, they don't have to wait. He can light the fire in them. That's what happened to you, son. He said, you needed God to help you, and God showed up. I'm preaching today to some backslider that's found a way that seemeth right. There's a pilot light in you, and God's about to light you up. You're coming out. You're coming out. Let's stand together this morning. These altars are open today. You may be in a way that seems right, but in your heart you know it's not right. It's time to get out of that way. It's time to get out of that way. If you're watching online today and you think you found a way and it's easier and all that, but you, you, you got questions, it's time to get out of the way. And it's time to come to the way, the truth, and the life today. It's time to get back to the book. It's time to get back to what we know as truth. Hey, there's nothing wrong with orthodox Christianity. Get back to what the word says and live by it. Pastor, I left and found me a church. And they said I could still do what I wanted to and be saved. It's a way that seems right to a man. But the end of it is death. It, it looks straight, but it's not straight. If that wasn't the case, it wouldn't be in the Word. It's time to get out of that way and come back over to the way this morning. Come on. Some of you are in this room today and your pride's kept you in that way. You let your heart get bitter before God. You're just going through the motions. It's time to get out of the way this morning. Let the Holy Ghost minister to you in here today. It's time right now to get out of that way right now. Come on. It's time to climb out. Somebody needs to pray back through the Holy Ghost. You haven't spoken tongues in weeks and months. You haven't felt the glory of God in weeks and months. You're in a way that seems right, but it's not right. There's some people in here that know because they've walked that way, but they came back to a better way. Jesus work and move in this room right now pastor I feel like doctrine is so close but I'm not 100% there I I, I really I want to believe but I, I see it but I think I'm close enough there's a way that seemeth right you better be sure you're lined up with the word this morning If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, it's time to get baptized in Jesus' name. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, it's time to get full of the Holy Ghost.